Welcome to the 442 Soccer Podcast, a soccer podcast about the MLS, U.S. men's national team, and global soccer topics that Trenton, me, and you care about. I am Alex, here with Trenton, and we are your host of the 442 Soccer Podcast. Welcome. We are happy to have you after an incredible weekend with the U.S. men's national team battling two matches in CONCACAF World Cup qualifying, a 6-0 victory against Honduras, and a 1-1 draw against Panama. Before we get any further, I want to welcome in my co-host of the 442 Soccer Podcast, Trenton. Trenton, tell me what you thought about the games this weekend. Well, uh, the initial game, uh, Friday night versus Honduras, uh, I don't think anybody saw that coming. <laughs> uh, I really don't. Um, there's just goals galore. It was uh, a sight to behold. It was absolutely beautiful. I think I had a smile on my face pretty much the entire game. Um, it's something that I've been hoping to see from the U.S. Uh, for a while now. Um, it just, it was just st- Everybody was in sync, I think is what it comes down to. Um, not to say it was a perfect uh, a perfect match. It certainly wasn't, but uh, it was a very cohesive game as a whole. Um, and we came out with three points, which I think, you know, should have been on, on everybody's list of ex- expectations. Uh, the game against Panama, um, obviously the, the game against Honduras, we were at home uh, in San Jose. The game against Panama, we were away in Panama. And that's always a, that's always a, di- a difficult ask. So I, I know a lot of people are upset we didn't get three points. Um, I say it's not the end of the world. That's not an easy place to play. Um, we can get you know into the, some of the more details about about the game, but like you go down there, um, you have fireworks going off all night outside the, the hotel where our players are trying to sleep. So they probably didn't sleep too well. Then you have a terrible pitch and then you just get kicked all night. Um, and we still got a point. So I, I know nobody likes to tie, but at the end of the day, we got four points. Uh, we are sitting much better in the hex and I, I still feel positive. Um, I think, I think this is exactly what we need and we're definitely on the right track and I think we're still going to qualify for the world cup. You would have liked to completely write the ship, but you weren't able to, to necessarily do that for reasons that you just stated. I think, there's no obviously excuses in the game. You either win or you don't. Uh, but they did not lose. They they got a draw against Panama on what was a bad pitch, like you said, and and quite honestly, poor refereeing. But we'll jump into the Panama game a little bit deeper. Let's start with the American soccer celebration that was against Honduras. I mean, I don't. Not only did I agree with you 100% that no one saw that coming, but I don't think we've ever seen anything like it. I mean, I I know we've we've had some performances in the past, but this was a big, big moment. I mean, this was the first game that matters under the new Bruce Arena uh, uh, regime, and there was no doubt in my mind that the players were up for that and knew that that game had some semblance, and they came and played for their coach like I have never seen a team before. Uh, it was it was incredible. There were goals coming from everywhere. Um, obviously, the the match stats showed that the that lineup was a very effective lineup. And I think in the end of the day, the only downside that came out of it was that you had some players end up banged up in John Brooks, uh, Seb- Sebastian Legette, um, and then and then 
you know, of course you end up not being able to play with those guys moving forward. And it, and it sort of leaves a gaping hole in, in which you, the momentum that you had built up from Honduras moving into that next match, you'd like to come in with the same starting lineup and maybe it wasn't going to be anyway, but after a six zero result, you got to think that Bruce arena would want to want to keep those guys together. Yeah, I uh, totally agree. Uh, especially with John Brooks. I think if he's healthy, he's a starter always. Um, Sebastian Legette, uh, fairly new to the team. Um, obviously, Bruce Bruce likes him. It's Bruce's guy. Um, and I think his stock is definitely rising with the, with the U.S. men's national team, especially after just you know putting away that goal, just being in the right place at the right time. Um, really didn't have much to do with the goal, uh, but just kind of cleaned up and got, got us on the scoreboard. It was enough for the win. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Anytime you have an injury, uh, especially of a defender like that, like you know, it's it's not that it's not fun to have rotation in your, in your back line like that. And with John Brooks being out, um, it's it's gonna you know it definitely was a, a worry point for me and a lot of other people going into the the Panama game. But um, you know, overall, I think we just played an excellent game. Um, I don't disagree with you at all. Uh, again, I, Clint Dempsey for me was was the man of the match. Um, I think Pulisic ended up getting it, uh, if I if I remember correctly. And listen, the kid is <laughs> the kid is brilliant. I don't know if we have ever seen anything like this in U.S. soccer. And I hate to to start anointing a guy, but he's poised and he's got his nose stuck in in every single play. And that's what you want to see from your attacking player is he doesn't always have to score goals. He doesn't even necessarily always have to have the assist, but you'd like to see him initiating the action in the action around the play. And and that's what it seems like you get with, with Pulisic. He's always there. He's always got his nose stuck in. He's a small guy. Um, and, and I think that teams are going to, especially at the international level, but the guy's playing in Germany, so it's not going to be anything he shouldn't be used to. Uh, but teams are going to try to be physical with him, and I think you're going to see that. And that's going to, you know, his health obviously is is an issue. I mean, you've you've got a team that is banged up uh, in the U.S. men's national team that's obviously going to have plenty of time to recover here before the next qualifier. Uh, but but injuries can derail this thing quickly. And I think you even saw some of that in the next game against Panama, which, which we'll jump into Tim Howard, uh, the clean sheet. Listen, Tim Howard. And like you said about John Brooks, I think if Tim Howard is healthy, he's, he's the number one for us soccer. Uh, I don't, I don't think there's anything, any doubt about that. Um, I thought, uh, I thought obviously John Brooks and Gonzalez both had, uh, decent, decent games. I mean, you know, you clean sheet. There's nothing you can say about the defense uh, negative. Michael Bradley, for me, holding in that central uh, defensive midfielder role, though, is where the U.S. men's national team is the best. We talked about that. He was able to sit back, uh, and he played uh, He played behind Pulisic, interestingly enough. It, it looked like Pulisic did move in from the wing into the central midfielder spot. Um, and then you had obviously Nagby and Legette out there on the on the edges, uh, running the wings with Clint Dempsey and Josie Altador up top. Uh, you pointed out to me that obviously Altador had a beautiful assist, but my problem with Josie is that he is not. You don't see him around the ball enough. You don't see him, and, and he's got a 
I mean, he's got a lead foot. I mean, the guy just has no touch. I mean, you can't bang it up to him or send him in a cross that he's going to control and do anything with, uh, because I, I just don't think he, uh, I, I just don't think he's got the the posture and the touch to bring the ball down, control it at his feet, and then do something with it. I think he kind of needs to get into space or have something happen quick for the goals to come. Clint Dempsey, on the other hand, what a return uh, by by one of the greatest U.S. men's national team soccer players ever. We had a, a scare with his heart, but the guy came back and was absolutely brilliant, was on the hat trick, and there's no better way to announce that, uh, that you're back uh, than to come back with three goals. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, I feel like I feel like Josie did a lot of work off the ball, but there's nothing apart from his assist that's going to make a highlight reel. And maybe a couple years ago that would have really bothered me, and I'd be like, you know, he needs to step it up. He's not quite, you know, going out there and, and playing like he should. But I think we're getting to the point now, like the level of talent in the team is getting higher and higher around him that – he draws defenders he draws people to him he you know he creates space for guys like Pulisic to run into or 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 for Dempsey so I think he's doing a lot more work off the ball and if he's not scoring goals but everyone else around him is that's actually okay with me um maybe he doesn't need to score goals if we have you know Nagby and Pulisic and and Dempsey up there just kind of uh bossing dudes so uh, as much as I, I do agree that, yeah, his touch isn't the best. Um, and it, and I don't think it, for the for the most part, it hasn't really ever been the best with the U.S. men's national team when he plays. But, I mean, seeing him play with uh, Toronto recently, uh, I think his touch is getting, it is getting better. Um, I don't think he's ever going to have the touch of, of Landon Donovan or, or, you know, Dempsey, anybody like that. But maybe maybe we're getting to the point where we don't, we don't need him to have that. We just need him to be big and tough and to hold up the ball and to draw defenders and just create space for everyone else to do the 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 highlight reel stuff to actually go in and score goals so i'm kind of interested to see if if we kind of continue this transition of of maybe not looking to him to score goals but kind of having him um help set up everybody else around him um so i i don't know uh we'll just have to wait and see i don't, I don't know what bruce arena's thinking obviously um just have you know time will tell Either way, I, I'm just happy to see everybody kind of working as a cohesive unit, even if Josie's not getting on the scoreboard. Um, and you could tell later in the game, he really wanted to be a part of the uh, the goal bonanza. He was really, really trying, um, but it just it just wasn't you know it wasn't his night to to get a point, and um, yeah, that's okay with me. Well, and I know you're you're always going to stick up for Josie, and I appreciate that about you, Trenton. You're a loyal U.S. soccer supporter, and I'm always going to be hard on Josie unless he scores goals. Uh, and and that's the end of it. And that's a perfect segue, I think, into talking about the Panama game, which is a night where a big, tough Panama team came in and and quite frankly pushed the U.S. around a little bit. They were they were physical. Um, they they were stuck in. I think they were fouling the U.S. Uh, every chance they could get. And that's a game where I think Josie could really come in and make his mark. Uh, and you saw it again, you know, 90 minutes come and go uh, without without a goal, without him getting on the scoreboard. And at the end of the night, you've got to get yourself into a situation where you are attacking the net and trying to win and get three points out of that game. And I felt like the last 
20 minutes of the match, last 25 minutes of the match, the U.S. was perfectly content with one point. Um, even though they continued to made, make attacking uh, subs, uh, bringing in Acosta um, and, and you know continuing to, to try to seize their chances, I just don't feel like at the end of the match that they really went after the three points. I think they went up there, just as Bruce Arena had said earlier in the week, I'll be completely happy with four points. Uh, so he was happy with the draw. And look, you know, who am I to, who am I to question Bruce Arena? Uh, but I know this. I know that if we get to the end of this and we're playing in some type of playoff game against Cutter or Iraq or something, that, uh, that we're going to wish we had those two points. So... Uh, I think it was a winnable game, so I think there is disappointment, but obviously you cannot be upset about the totality of the two matches. The four points, the way they played against Honduras, overshadows the fact that they didn't have the greatest match against Panama. You mentioned the fact earlier that they probably didn't sleep very much the night before, and quite frankly, I really think having to play with Graham Zuzi on the right side um, and having to having you know not having John Brooks in there, you know that throw in comes in. That's a John Brooks. You know he's the tallest guy out there. He's probably going to get to that ball and get it out. Um, that ball got lost. That was immediately after the U.S. had scored a goal, and I think Panama immediately started pressing. And that is when you know right after you score, I think is when your defense has to be on high alert. Um, so that was a combination. I think Tim Howard could have come off his line. I think there could have. I think they could have pressed that line. Uh, up a little bit higher it's a throw in so there's no offsides and that's why Panama forced their way in but that gives a guy big strong guy like Tim Howard to say you're not going to throw the ball into my six yard line I'm going to come and punch somebody in the head so I think obviously that that was a uh, you know I wish that we could have gotten the clean sheet and the result uh, of the win against Panama and we and we got one point so we'll take that result we'll move on I totally agree it, it was a winnable game um, even with the injuries which you know we had discussed earlier with Brooks being out and then uh, Cameron was also out for this. Uh, so you have uh, the U.S. two best defenders and just like our go-to guys being out for a, a very important game. And then putting Graham Zussi in, um, who's at least our uh, third string right back. Uh, and he just struggled all night. And I think that I think that was Panama's goal. They were just going to go at him all night, and they certainly did. Um, and I just don't think he is going to be uh, an, a long-term international caliber right back. Um, and I, I just I just hope that uh, DeAndre Yedlin gets healthy soon. I, I don't think his injury is very severe. So uh, moving forward, uh, the next round of qualifying games, I'm just hoping that our back line is back up to full fitness. We need Brooks, we need um, Cameron, and we definitely need Yedlin back. Uh, and as far as uh, left back, I, th I think uh, Jorge Villafania, I I'd be okay seeing him there. I think he is still young and he's still learning. But, um, but you put him out there with Tim Howard and you put him out there with John Brooks and uh, Cameron and Yedlin. And I think that he may be the weakest link, but he's going to grow and he's going to learn. And I cannot think of... Uh, a stronger left back for the USA right now, because uh, apart from uh, Fabian Johnson, also out injured. Um, but I don't want to see Fabian Johnson in, in defense. I want to see him in the midfield where he, where he belongs. So, and I think that that's where Bruce Arena is ultimately going to play him when he gets the opportunity to. I mean, he's he more or less said as much. Um, so long as 
you know, injuries don't basically force us to use him back there. So I think moving forward, uh, we, we take the point. Um, we both agree certainly that it was a winnable game, but given the injuries, given the, the, the state of the, the, the field, all those things, um, we just take it and we move on. And I think that we are just, uh, we are progressing in the right direction for sure. Uh, I think where we're kind of regressing is the Bradley Jones, uh, duo. And we kind of talked about this, like throughout the game. Um, it just, it just doesn't work. And I don't think it's ever really worked. So between the two, one of them's got to give, and it's got to be Jermaine Jones. I think maybe keeping him as a super sub, um, would be great. You know, if you need somebody to go in there and just run over dudes in the midfield, um, and just kind of roam and, you know, see out a game or to just go in and, um, you know, take ownership of the midfield, I think that would be fine. But, uh, having the Bradley Jones kind of pairing has never worked and it continues not to work even under Bruce Arena. And I'm just kind of interested to see if you saw the same thing I did, um, what are your thoughts? Well, here's where I was really confused because uh, Bruce Arena played a diamond really in both of those games. Um, so while I think the pieces moved around, uh, I don't actually think the shape of the United States men's national team moved, moved around. The difference is in, against Panama, it, the, in, in the way I saw it, Jermaine Jones was playing in the role that Christian Pulisic played in against Honduras. Uh, and did you see it that way or am I, am I way off base here? Yeah, I felt like he was kind of tasked with doing more creative work than he typically is. Um, the, <laughs> I, my problem with Jermaine Jones is you can't really task him with anything. He's going to go in there and make his mind up what his duty is for the evening. And when you need him to do a job, um, I don't know that he always does that job. So I, I think, yeah, we were asking him to specifically do one or two things, um, man the midfield, but then also help create. And, you know, that might not have, might not have been where he saw himself needing to be played. He roams. And a lot of times that's fine if everyone around him is, is set up to to handle that, uh, and I don't think we were set up to handle that tonight. Uh, we just, I don't know. I just don't think that the Bradley Jones pairing is going to be something that is going to be uh, good for us moving forward, especially with these, you know, need-to-win games. We're going to have to figure something else out. Uh, I think that Legette, while not nearly as technically capable as Jermaine Jones, um, I think he just fits in with the way Bruce Arena wants the, the team to play. He just fits in and helps create um, a more cohesive midfield and 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 helping drive, you know, drive every drive the game forward uh, a lot more than Jermaine Jones does because does because you just don't know where he's going to be at any given moment in the game. Well, I think something that that might be fun to do in light of this idea that that we both agree that listen, I don't think I don't think it allowed. Bradley or Jones to, to have a great match um, it, against Panama. Um, and I, I think it'd be fun maybe if we played, you know, make our dream lineup. So the next match for the U S men's national team is coming up in June and they've got another uh, uh, two, you know, two qualifiers in the same week. They'll be at home against Trinidad and Tobago. 
and then they're going to go on the road to Azteca against Mexico, and and I don't think we can expect to get any points out of uh, an Azteca match uh, against Mexico. I could be wrong about that. I hope I'm wrong about that, but I think the best we can hope for is three points, um, and hope that you know Panama, uh, you know, continues to to um, you know end up in draws and, and whatnot because they're not scoring a lot of goals, but nobody's nobody's scoring against Panama either. So uh, between Mexico, Costa Rica, and Panama, you've got a battle. Mexico's going to separate themselves here pretty soon uh, and lock up that one spot. So now you're really talking about two spots between the U.S., Costa Rica, and Panama. And we're chasing Costa Rica. So, you know, again, that's why you wish you would have beat Panama here recently. But, uh, you know, what's what's done is done there. So uh, let's let's run through it. I think in the back on the back line for in the goal, obviously, for me, it's it's got to be Tim Tim Howard. Um, I would love to see Yedlin and Fabian Johnson ultimately uh, supplant themselves in those fullback roles on the wings. Um, I think obviously, um, in the middle, John Brooks. And then for me, I think it's Jeff Cameron, uh, in the middle. So that's, that's what I would like to see in the four back. Then I would like to see Michael Bradley playing a defensive midfielder position, uh, just in front of that four back line playing in the central attacking midfielder role. I would like to see Christian Pulisic. I think Nagby has done a fantastic job. And I think that's, uh, that I think that's a player I'd like to continue to see uh, developed for the U.S. men's national team. Uh, obviously, Legette's going to be out for a while, so I think that right wing position. Um, there's there's some different ways that we could go there, uh, but up front, I would like to see Clint Dempsey and and Bobby Wood. Uh, now Zuzi, I think, could end up back on that wing that wing position um, as things kind of kind of get kind of get. Uh, you know, figured out. I think Acosta, a guy that's played all over the field, um, you know, is is somebody that I, I think is very interesting there. Um, um, I also like to make sure that Johansson, I think he could be a super sub for the U.S. Men's National Team. I think he's a guy that can get in and score goals. Um, and then Tim Ream was very impressive as a guy that I feel like needs to be uh, be getting consistent looks for uh, the U.S. Men's National Team. What What about you, Jordan? What's your dream lineup as we face Trinidad and Tobago and Mexico coming up here in a couple months? I think as it stands, um, Tim Howard in goal. I, I, and oddly enough, this we keep coming back to, to Howard, and I, I just I'm dreading the day when he retires. I don't know that we have. Um, we don't have the depth and goalie that we used to. Um, so t- definitely right now, until he can't play anymore, <laughs> Tim Howard. Uh, in front of him, I think left back, uh, I'd, be, I'd be more than happy seeing Viafania. I, I like that he's young, but he's, uh, he's already stepping up. He's doing a good job in World Cup qualifiers. He's doing a, a good job uh, you know, in Panama at a, you know, a really important game, uh, really terrible conditions, just you know, getting CONCACAF le- left and right basically <laughs> um and he's still he's still going out there and he's showing us that he is um he's the real deal so i i would have you find at left back um and then your two center backs brooks cameron um i always like the brooks cameron uh duo as long as they're healthy that's that's you know they're starting center back pairing no matter what and then you have yedlin at right back uh as far as the uh midfield goes um Pulisic on the wing. On the, the other wing, you have uh, Fabian Johnson, and then uh, Bradley and Fellhaber in the in the middle. Um, I'm also a big Sasha Question fan, uh, and I know a lot of other people are. 
he is not having the best start of the season. So that could easily change if he comes into form. But right now, um, Benny Fellhopper is playing out of his mind, and I'm pretty surprised he didn't get called up um, for these for these two games. So I think just Fellhopper, uh, he's he's just played really well the last few years. He he is looking good. Um, I I think he could bring a lot to this team and bring a lot to the uh, the locker room. And then in front of them, um, I think you have to start Dempsey at this point until he stops scoring like this. I think you have to start him. And then, uh, yeah, I'm gonna. <laughs> it's kind of a toss up between Altidore and Wood. I'm gonna give the the edge to Wood, um, just because I I think that he's probably gonna score more goals for the U.S. Um, right now than Altidore is. So I guess we're just gonna have to wait and see. Uh, that could change. Um, but but Bobby Wood is is. Bobby Wood is in great form as well in Germany, so I just I'm interested to see which uh, what kind of pairing we go with moving forward once they're all available again. I love it. Well, we'll have plenty more U.S. Men's National Team to talk about in coming podcast, Trenton. Uh, we've got the MLS uh, kicking back up here this weekend, so we'll we'll try to get on and and get a podcast about the MLS. If not, we'll definitely catch one early next week for you guys. Uh, until then, I'm Alex. He's Trenton. Uh, subscribe to the 442 podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud. And of course, like us on your favorite social media uh, platform at 442 Soccer Pod. And we'll catch you on the flip side.